Hello, and welcome to another episode of Scavenger Life. This is episode number 516 at scavengerlife.com. Ryan, FOMO, fear of missing out. FOMO. Keeping up with the Joneses. Yes. Having to buy stuff, (laughs) thinking you need to keep up with everyone. These are things that are an anathema to a scavenger. That's a good vocabulary word. It is. Uh, You know, and I feel like me personally, as a scavenger, I am in this time period where I have to be careful of that stuff. Where I feel like things are getting really hot and heavy, you know, things are getting expensive. I'm like, should I do this? Should I, you know, auctions are expensive. Right. We buy real estate. I'm like, real, real estate's, estate's so expensive. expensive. I mean, it's just... Used cars are expensive. Yeah, we are, we, we've... It keeps popping up. <laughs> All these Ryan. things. It's thinking of buying a car. It's too expensive. <laughs> and... And, you know, the, the fear of missing out and the keeping up with the Joneses mentality is about, like, if I don't do it now, I'm going to miss out. Right. You know, like, if I don't do it now, it's just going to get more expensive and worse. And that is not true. This is not it's true. not true. Okay, okay. It's not true. Yeah. Okay. So, this is going to be a lesson of what I learned about business from being a punk weirdo. Oh, a punk weirdo. Yep. So, when I was a kid, I was super straight-laced. This is going to be another sad story from oh my, my life. Now, straight-laced, straight-laced meaning, like, you know, you went to kind of a preppy school, right? Like, I went to, like, a little private Christian school. Yeah. Like, for, like, the poor Christians, you know? <laughs> I mean, they, they are. Like, anyone out there that hears this, yeah. there's, like, the really fancy prep schools. Prep school. Like, okay, so it's not really Like, those are, like... The expensive, yeah. rich Christians. And right. then there are the poor Christians. I just go to like a little neighborhood community school where yeah. like some church people put together. That's the one I went to. Yeah. And it was fine. We had little uniforms. Yeah. Uniforms. uniforms. It was whatever. It, I don't, I, I have complicated feelings. I know that. you do. <laughs> but then. This is a pub, public school girl through and through. Right. So yeah. I'm trade like, school. Trade you're school. Like, Look, my, you're my like college. Welding. My I wasn't welding. But I'm like close. taking French and I'm French and Latin. Latin. And, yeah. You're learning Latin. Yeah. And I, I went to a public art college. Right. The only public art college in the country. But it was a public school. Right. So, yeah. I'm Taking I'm the bus school. to school. Yeah. I took the bus for an hour <laughs> one way to, to high school every day for four I'm years. like learning about like ancient Roman history. Right? <laughs> like, like, I'm like... <laughs> this is like early Christians in like the, you know, 800 BC or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Together. Yes. Uh, so then... Yes. When I became a teenager, I met some older kids. And you were still in that school. Right. Yes. And they were punk weirdos. Okay. Did they go to your school or somewhere else? Some of them went to my school. Some of them didn't. Okay. Uh, And then, especially when I got into college, I really met these people. You know, just like... (laughs) punk weirdos. Kind of just like... And this is like pre-slacker days, like yeah. Nirvana. This right. Is this like is like kind of before 80s then. when it's like Def Leppard on the radio. Like late 80s. Pour some sugar on it. Yeah, guys, it's horrible. Like, really, it's like hair metal. <laughs> and I know we all like laugh about it and it's really ironic. No, it's But awful. like at the time, it was really horrifying. Yeah. I mean, that this was being held up as like the highest achievement of pop culture. Right. And right. we all knew it was disgusting. Yeah. Like it was not <laughs> Some great. Def Leppard fan is yeah. like hurting right just now. Just <laughs> like just so anyway. Yeah. These people I mean, 
I, I'm trying to. I mean, I, this is my life, so I could talk about this forever. But yeah, you yeah. know, these are people, young people, old, a bit older than me, though. I mean, right. we all had a lot of problems personally, right? right? So yeah. we're all messed up. Yeah, but we're messed up together. together. That's and, punk rock. Right. Yeah, messed up together. <laughs> and you know, we did things that we thought was real and true to us. Yeah, and we made a lot of mistakes. And right. Then, you know, here I am. So here, I'm, yeah. okay. So. That's the story of my sad life. So how did that teach me to survive in business? Right. I mean, I think it's really like, don't do what everyone else is doing. Yep. You know? Uh, Right. And being a scavenger is super punk rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole point of being a scavenger is don't do what what everybody else is doing. And don't care what people think about it. Right. Don't care what people think about it. And, you know, it's finding things that people, other think, other people think don't aren't worth anything. They're trash, literally. And they then you resell it. So that's why my like alarm bells are just going off because you know I'm going. I you know I've talked about it. I like auctions. Yeah. But a lot of them are just online now, and I go yeah. there. I'm just like, this is crazy. Everyone's I'm not here. Like yeah. I can't. It seems like people are finding good deals. Cool. They're digging in. They're finding the good deals. But I'm just like, this is like not everyone's doing this. Yeah. I should not be buying stuff yeah. at these prices. Right, right, this right. This is right. not scavenging. This is right. now like this is the height. Of this the is market. now like yeah. people, business people right. doing this right. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we remember when we started and auctions were like us going to an auction and it was like us and twelve other yeah people with like coats with sandwiches in them like, and like no, not a joke the lady not that has joke. like the old dog and the baby stroller. <laughs> you know, you it's just know. like that's. When you're like, I'm in the, I'm right, in the place. right place. I'm now. buying table lots for yeah. like five dollars. Yeah, great. Or going to flea markets. Yeah. Now we haven't been to a flea market. Well, COVID kind of hurt I, that. But. I there's there's one I bet is now open that I should yes. go to. Yes. But, it's tough because we those are great too. Yeah. You go around and like you can still look. What has given me right. hope again was the few yard sales we went to in the past right. couple of weeks. Just randomly, it's nice out. We're driving around. I have cash in my pocket. Right. Um, not intentional. And I'm like, there's good stuff here. People are overlooking this, that, and the other thing. Or like when we go through trash on the streets. Like when we're I, in for sure. New York or yeah. even just driving down the, the road, road and yeah, see something. So. You know, your 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 places where people are just not paying attention yeah. to. And that's when the best deals are. Yeah. We actually went out to eat, which is, you know, kind of a new thing for us. And we saw a nice chair oh my in God. the garbage. And I immediately went we and grabbed, grabbed it, it. And I walked halfway down the block and I was like, I bet there's a reason this is in the garbage. And I really looked closely and there was like a little crack in the, the in the, chair. in the leg. And yeah. and it's funny because one of our chairs at the cafe, we were at another cafe um, in Harrisonburg, right. and we were like, oh, our other chair cracks like this at our cafe, and we yeah. can't fix it. Yeah. So, But it was a West Elm chair. Know, so. We were like, oh, I like but, I would totally use that in a rental. I had that high. Of it was like, oh, my God. And it was like, oh, this is why it's And, strange. you know, look, that's why when Goodwill Bins started – yeah, we, the outlets. And we were like, let's go check these out. Yeah. And I just, my, that's not my thing. It felt way too competitive. It felt like a sports event. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm competing against me. I know some people are just like, they're all about the Goodwill. And it's not, I think it's not always like that, but I think and it's it does like well that a lot. For them, yeah. But it was a level of like intensity. Right. I didn't need. Well, that's uh, similar to the auctions where 
in the beginning, it sort of felt like everyone had their own little stuff. They were you could bid against people, but it wouldn't be like crazy. Right. And now you're like, how much did that table lot of glass go for? That's too much. I mean, I think about the properties that we bought. Yeah, it was such a good experience because we're buying at a time when like there aren't a lot of buyers. Yeah, we can kind of pick and choose. We have time to really look at it, tour it, yeah. do research, right, walk right. around it. We can do a little bit of like bidding mm-hmm. and it felt right. Now, like we have a couple of friends who are trying to buy, to buy real estate and, and yeah. actually, actually in I, quite a handful here actually. in our area. Yeah. And so we've been kind of helping them and it's insane. I would not be trying no. to purchase a home right not now. Not right now. I think if no. I was, if I, and and I know that the fear is if we don't buy now, we'll it's going to be, be able worse to buy. later. Yeah. But and, I don't, and yeah. again, that's not true. Historically, right. it's never been true. Well, if you, you know? look at the economy and the markets and things like that, I mean, in the last like our lifetime, it's just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Like it does, it's just. I mean, there are certain places in the world, like New York City, where you're like. Prices never go down. They right. stabilize, right? Um, but they never are like, oh, this is going to be a hundred thousand dollars less right. in three years. And if something, either you know, an auction house is always going to be expensive forever, or if right. buying a, pe- a house in a certain area will always be expensive, right. it sure. can always go up. It's like, well, as a scavenger, I'm like, well, I'm just not going to. Go there I'm just anymore. not going to go there. I'm not going to go to that auction house anymore. I'm yeah. not going to try and buy a house in a place that's only going to go yeah, up. Uh, exactly. Because as a scavenger, I'm just like, that's well, that's not the business I want model. The deal. Yeah. I mean, even when we were thinking of starting our coffee shop here. Yeah. So we have a specialty coffee shop. Right. You know, it's like fancy coffee. It's like an espresso bar. You know? Yeah, it's espresso. And, and it's pour overs. Yes. Yeah, so. so that be- started becoming popular 2008. So it's been a long history of specialty coffee g- getting popular. I right. even thought, yeah. maybe we're getting into this too late. Too late, yeah. The thing that made me excited, though, was but in our little tiny town, in little tiny towns around yes. America, specialty coffee hasn't really no. seeped in quite as much. So right. there's... So, like, we have no competition for what we do. Right. And it feels good. Right. You know? Well, look, I have, I always have this example in in the back of my mind where, you know, we lived in San Francisco when we were part of the tech world, um, you know, during the 2.0, whatever, whatever, 2005 plus years. And I remember Flickr was like the biggest file, you know, uh, photo sharing site. And like, you, you just couldn't compete with Flickr. It was like, it was it. And then I remember Instagram. Yeah. And I remember being like, why would they create a photo sharing site? There's already Flickr. Right. But that was kind of before the iPhone. Like the mm. iPhone, it, like the iPhone had just come out and they were like, oh, it's a mobile app. Right. That's all it is. You I mean you can do it on your desktop, but not really. Yep. And they they killed Flickr. Flickr is like essentially dead because it's a you know instagram's a social network but i remember that thought of like why would you even try and they like flipped it where Mm -hmm. they're like oh they're actually better than everyone and then facebook bought them for like 
a quadrillion million bazillion dollars. So you're yep. just like, oh, there always is time. Like it doesn't matter. It was only a billion. But just- oh, oh, only a billion. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, so my, my point is just like I, I think in the things we do, it's just try not to get into something that's overheated because really – I'm like a lazy business person, right? Yeah. I don't want to have to compete so hard right. just to scrape by. And right, so right, that's right. why I feel yes. good about the choices we make. Because isn't that the, the scavenger mentality? It's like find the deals. It's like you're doing arbitrage where you yes. find it cheap here, sell it more there. You know, Go where people think is valueless. You know, if you right. try and compete when things are popular, you're always going to pay out the nose. Well, when you said you don't want to compete just to scrape by, that's why we left the city. I mean, right. that exact sentence right. was why we were like, oh, we need to leave San Francisco because I don't want to just like, yeah. just sell my soul constantly to work to pay for rent. And, like, and I just basically, can't do it. we knew we'd always be broke. Like, yeah, we'd always be broke. Even so, doing pretty well. Even doing uh, pretty well in a city. Yeah. So. And, you know, it's like they say in real estate you make money when you buy, you make money Not when you buy. Sell. Right. It's one of those cheesy, well, like, sayings, well, but it's true. Well, you, you kind of have to think of it like if you pay the right price, then later it's going to be worth more. Like, you just, yeah. you, you, if you overpaid for something that's not worth it, it's, it's yeah. a weird saying. Like, anytime I hear that saying, I'm like, hmm. huh? Yeah. But yeah, it's true. Yeah. Sorry I mean, enough. and so, like, we are. Yeah, one of our cars is really old, like 26 years old or something. 26 years old. We just had a couple of issues, and we had that choice. Like, do we keep dumping money into a car that's probably worth $500? Oh, well, I think it's worth more. $1,000. Yeah. Or do we buy a, a used car? And the used car market is so insane it's right crazy. now. It's crazy. You've had a little bit of FOMO. I'm like, because I'll see other cars and I'm like, oh, not even fancy cars, like little economy cars. They're just way too expensive. Yeah. And so we decided to pour some money into our old car and get and it, it fixed up. And, and it drives fine. great. Yeah. So it's fine. So but, right now we're just, I think for me, for my own sanity, it's like putting our heads down. Yeah. Keep continuing to establish this coffee business, right? Which, and like get which, the, it's a process. It's got a lot of. We need some more people involved. Yeah. We need to get it more organized. I mean, it's getting yeah. it's good. We can keep eating off of our huge eBay inventory yeah. that we have not put up. I mean, yeah. we have lots to list. Yeah, I mean, we have three construction projects we could do right now. That we're holding off. That on. we've already bought the properties when times were good, and we're waiting for prices of materials to go down. Like yeah. I'm not even even look. You can't even get a contractor to come talk to you yeah. right now. It's insane. And then just to kind of watch where the deals are. Like yeah. nothing stays the same. Real estate will find its yeah, its yeah. even ground right. again. I mean, I don't know if it's ever going to get as cheap as it was. I don't know. Probably, maybe. I don't know. But it's not going to. It's going to stop getting overheated. Prices will go down as people run out of money. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming auctions won't always be as crazy as they are too. Because uh, I mean, people can only buy so much stuff. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of people uh, out there in this country. Um, and you know, who knows? Maybe some brand new fun scavenger thing might pop up that we don't even know about yet. And you know, we each have to just do what's kind of fun. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that I think that that's the overall that's the overall message is like you're always going to find if you're out there looking and searching and kind of like keeping your eyes open and your ears open, like you're going to find little little niches that that are cool, you know, and, and make sense to you. I just for me, it feels good when we do things when I get that scavenger excitement yeah that scavenger high i know we've done it right because we found like a special thing like i bet if you could probably still find a piece of property somewhere a house that was a good scavenger find but you've got to really dig in i don't like when i buy something for like the because i'm afraid if i don't buy it it's gonna be gone get anything because then i just feel like oh i just kind of wasted my money yeah although i can't remember an example of like when you might have done that we went to old navy i was gonna say it's at old navy last we needed clothes i still need clothes i couldn't buy anything for you Uh, we were uh, we went to h&m and old navy because i was like i just need jeans that are whatever and we always go to the the Clearance. I was like, where's the clearance? They're like, oh, you cheap, cheap you lady. Couldn't find anything. I, I found a couple pairs of pants because I needed some pants. Yeah. And I thought that they were a more sale than they were. Yeah. They were like $30 each. Right. I'm wearing them right now. They're nice. They look great. I'm but satisfied, but I wish I had paid ten dollars yeah <laughs> I think when we got to the register and because they, they do this thing where it's like I don't know. It's not clear how much it is. And they started ringing it up. And I was like, how much is it? And I should have just been like, wait a second. Let's let's look at the... But at but that I was moment, like, ah. you were like, I mean, we both, because, because we're scavengers and because we do a lot of work, like I have paint and holes in every single pair of yeah. clothes I have. Because you're just like, I got to do stuff. It just feels... Like yeah. I have stained, like I have like polyurethane all over these It's our life. Right anyway. Yeah. So... It's uh, yeah. <laughs> main retail. Anyway, so that's that's it. So I think my retail. punk weirdo friends would be proud of me at where I am in my life, you know. Okay, let's talk about uh, eBay specifically. Sure. Managed payments. I just got that notice that there will be no more invoices. So everything... All fees are taken out before profits are sent Okay, those kind of invoices, not right. invoices to customers. Sorry, yeah. Got um, it. So... I like it. I'm a, I think this is like Amazon. So basically, we sell something. If you ship it with an eBay label, yes, and then they, they send you your yeah. I have it set where we get paid every Tuesday, and yeah. So it kind of amasses some money, yeah. And then they send it to you, and then that's it. There's no invoice at the end of the month where we have to pay our whatever fees. You know, uh, I don't know if that works for FedEx since. Uh, yeah, like FedEx taking- and UPS. I don't know if, like, you actually do get charged at the end of the month somehow for that. Or if they just take it out of... Because normally they, they say, uh, right, so what happens with FedEx um, and UPS labels is they don't charge you until it gets scanned in and, like, then they put it on the invoice. Right. It's not like the post office where you're, like, paying cash right then for right. a label. So I'm not sure. I'd have to yeah. look into that a little more. I guess thinking about it, my guess would be is that they would just charge you later, and they on managed payments. right. And so on that's managed payments, if you go to on the sidebar, it says all transactions. That's where it shows you all the fees, right. and profits, and stuff. So I don't know. I liked it. 
I like it better. I like it better. Much better. Honestly, it seems easier to keep track of what's coming in and out. Yes, because it's just there's your your net. So every day I look at that actually, and I just check out the most the transactions from the past day or two, and just see. So that way, I guess if anything were to look weird, I could tell you, you right like oh what what's yeah. this big charge oh, like, what's this like you know, know whatever 35 dollar charge yeah uh, right yeah so okay so that's one thing uh number two uh i've got that i'm sure everyone did you we got this thing from ebay main street it's like their their political, their political group like uh, lobbying group we had heard the other week about them trying to do this in Georgia, so but this is going to be a federal legislation they're trying to pass called the Inform Consumers Act, um, where require online marketplaces like eBay, Etsy, and dozens of small online marketplaces to annually verify each of their high-volume third-party sellers, like us. We're high-volume? Defined as those who have 200 or more annual sales totaling $5,000 or more. Additionally, the the legislation requires that the high-volume seller's full contact name, full contact info address be displayed on each listing. Each listing. Um, What? My... My home address? That's crazy. plus annual sales totaling $5,000. Yeah. So, yeah. So, So if you're under $5,000, it's one or the other, right? Right. And but but that would be almost every almost like most scavenger that I can think of. It's uh, crazy. So yeah, I don't know that 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 would be nuts. Um, that would be crazy. Yeah, because it's your home. Ad- I don't need my home address for everyone on eBay to see. I mean, if you buy something from me, you're getting my return address on your, you know, yeah. I mean, package. So, you know, eBay is. is saying that this is being pushed by the big retailers because they're just trying to make it more onerous for right. people to sell. Right. Uh, I'm sure that, that the big retailers are there reasoning is like there needs to be more transparency so people can't steal stuff and then sell it online like right if you want to bring people out of the shadows uh i don't know i guess that would either number one push people who sell on ebay in places just to more of the dark areas like craigslist or or facebook marketplace or something um now (laughs) my question is this uh could you just get a PO box? Well, I was just like, is that going to count? Thinking like, or it's going to start some new business opportunity where people can uh, buy an address, right? Like, like a foreign. I'm just now an LLC, and my LLC is housed at this yeah whatever right. this company, and they that forward any mail yeah, or something. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Um, Okay, and then the other thing was, uh, starting July 1st, eBay will be required to collect and remit VAT taxes on orders up to a value of 150 pounds imported into the EU. EU or UK? sold to consumers. So I guess that's not pounds, so uh, Uh, euros. Euros, euros. There will no longer be a VAT Exemption for small shipments up to 22 euros. Okay. So for shipments over 100, it's 50. The buyer will be charged VAT following arrival of the goods in the country. Okay, but anything under 150 euros, it's they're charged on the site. 
I guess so. Now, yeah. if we're doing global shipping, does that affect us, or like is eBay just taking care of that? I don't think so. I think global. Sh- I so this is from someone that doesn't know. Right? Okay. I'm assuming that global shipping. The reason why buyers hate it is because they're being charged. Oh, upfront, they upfront. do it upfront. Yeah, to so make it, do it simple. Yeah, and we've talked about it before. We've always shipped overseas, and before global shipping, we yeah. would just do things first class. And we would have these issues where people would get the item, right. like in England, right. and then they would complain to us. I had to pay. Post that. office is telling me I have to go pay ten pounds yeah. for some fee. I'm like, well, that's your that's laws. Your country. And then they're like, I'm not going to go pick it up. Right. And then they get sent back, to, back us, to us, and then we have to eat it. So yeah. I don't know. This, I guess, is just making the global shipping program just normal. I don't know. Like it's right. I, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's for yeah. I, I'm assuming it's for sellers who don't sell through global shipping. Yeah. Like you have to make sure that you're collecting that that somehow. I mean, it's funny to think it wasn't just a year or two ago, a couple of years ago, when like selling things online, there weren't taxes, there weren't all these. I know. Fees. Can you believe there wasn't and I feel sales like tax? Very quickly. Online sales are now fully taxed. Yeah. That taxes, yep. all kinds of taxes. Yeah. I, mean, I guess, you know, that's, it's, it's I mean, a transaction like, like anything is, else. Right? Uh, but it really does show that we've gone from online sales just being those kooky weirdo people that sell things online to like, it's a real business. Yeah. People are making real money there and they need to pay taxes like everything. And you have to pay taxes on your income. It can't be like. Right. Oh, I made up to twenty thousand, right. and I'm not going to claim it. It's like what? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, our numbers yeah. for this past week: we sold twenty five items. Oh, boy. So that's like three ish items a day. That's not a lot. You're telling me. In the summertime, we could be selling like 10 items a day. So. In the summertime? That's the slow In time. The, the regular time. non-summertime. Yeah. Um, so our gross sales were $1,172, but that's including shipping that's fees. That's gross. Net sales, $800. Hey, Andrews ain't nothing, but we are down yeah. 54%. Yeah, I mean like... Ago. It's just to get a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's interesting. Slow. In our community, people who are willing to share their numbers, it is certainly not slow for everybody. Right. This is, you know, it's really good for me to see that, that it's not like slow across the board. Yeah. And I think it might be different categories. Like, sure. I don't know. I feel, There's one other seller I can think of who also sells stuff like we do. Yeah. Weird, kooky old stuff yeah he's really slow but I okay. wonder if people who aren't selling antique vintage weird stuff if they're just selling more consumer products if sure. they're doing better I don't know I don't know I mean it just it's like one of those things where you just can't control it it's yeah. just it's retail yep. <laughs> you put stuff up and hope that people want it yep but yeah it is pretty slow so scavenge of the week we didn't do any scavenging I'm trying to think if I went any nope I tried well, I mean, we went to Old Navy. <laughs> like, that was, got yeah. fleeced by Old Navy. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we have so much stuff uh, and yeah. we have been busy with our coffee business. So we have been floating on our large inventory. I've been listing uh, here and there as I have a moment, yeah. which is almost never. But 
still stuff from our helper from our who helper, no yeah. longer works for us. Yeah. Uh, kind of going through his stuff, right? Yep, I'm still yep. going through it, so. Yep. Which is good. That's great. I just, I would love to find another helper soon, but yep. I don't know who that is or when that is. We'll find him. I think it's going to be a couple months. Yeah. I think it's going to be. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I have my uh, my, my eyes out. You know, good. Uh, customer issues? Really not. Um, just a couple canceled. Like, yeah. I've had a couple people buy something pay for it and then immediately ask to cancel it and they're just whatever no reason one, one guy was like oh I got a better price on Amazon yeah. like why were you even searching for this on eBay yeah I don't know that's just annoying it's just that's rude girl. that's what it is um Okay, let's go to calls or questions that people sent in this week. Okay, you can email us an audio file from your phone. Our email is thescavengerlife at gmail.com. Or you can call our voicemail. The phone number is 540-407-8486. Hi, Jay and Ryan. I sell old books and paper collectibles as Bookorama, and I'm slugging my way through eBay's new chore called Item Specifics Required Soon. The end result is going to be better search engine exposure, but in the meantime, it is a lot of extra work. In my case, I don't see any way to automate. I've been dipping into my description fields, copying and pasting back into item specifics with the same information that's already there. There's no AI help from eBay here. I um, feel bad for the booksellers who've got thousands of titles. I only have 500, and it's taken, I don't know, two or three full workdays at least so far, and I'm not even done yet. If anybody knows of automation processes for this, I'm sure many sellers would uh, like to hear about it sooner rather than later. Bye. I think I said this last week, this whole, like, item specifics required soon. I'm just like, I think there is, from what I understand, there is no automation or, like, I don't know if there's a way to do it in the bulk editor, but there's a, I think the problem is, like, for example, uh, say you have a bunch of t-shirts and they're all different brands so you're like i can't automate i can't be like add this information because it's different for every listing so is it where the information's already in there it but depends. they want it in, in a different it place it just depends okay. like like for clothing there was this whole r- most ridiculous item specific that's required called department is it the men's department or the women's department? And you're like, it's in the men's clothing category. Why wouldn't this be auto-filled? It's so annoying. I'm like, are you serious? Um, so stuff like that where it just doesn't make yeah. any sense. So some of that information is there and sometimes like it's not there. So I actually like have been avoiding looking at this because I just don't want to even right. think about it or deal with it, but I need to, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just, yeah. Takes so I don't know time. what happens to, to like someone that sells books. that has like 15,000 books. Like I, I have no that idea. It's crazy. Yeah. I just, I'm in like, we, we have a little under 8,000 items. I mean, yeah. does every 8,000 items? No, it just, it? it depends on the category. Okay. So, um, it might not be everything, but yeah. apparently for books and paper goods, like he's yeah. saying, he has certain things that need to be filled in. Yeah. Um, somebody, I mean, somebody eBay loves structured data. I'll tell you that. I mean, look, structured data is not a bad thing, <laughs> but if you can't like bulk edit or like, yeah, fill in information from already known information, it's difficult. <laughs> I also find like they ask for things, you know, we have things that 
aren't very easy to structure the data. Right. Like some old <laughs> An piece old of a metal. I don't yeah, know. I know. It's just like it's a metal paperweight thing. It doesn't have a brand. Right. Now it doesn't have like I said, an it, era. Okay, it, like I said, so this is I'm speaking to someone right now who doesn't list. So <laughs> there are <Yeah>. things <laughs> you so there are things where there just aren't a lot of item specifics. You're like, this is a really it, like in collectibles, there's a lot of times collectibles are primitives. You know, they'll have a couple things here and there, but they're just like, if you have an item specific, you can add it, you know? Um, but for now it's just like three or four things. Clothing, forget it. Like there are so many item specifics. I just glaze over and I'm just like brand size, color, whatever extra else things I might need but other than that i'm just like there's just too much information someone at ebay is trying to really make sure their paycheck is worth it they're like uh coming up with now i like in a way i get it because when i'm shopping for things like either on amazon i forget what i was shopping for the other day on amazon um it was something for one of our rentals or the coffee shop and there was a piece of structured data that i needed like an i basically an item specific that i was like oh i need to check this thing Um, Because that would, like, eliminate a bunch of other things here. And it wasn't available on Mm. the sidebar. I'm like, really? It's, like, not available? And that's, like, one of the things that I would be looking for. So I don't know the answer. Hello, this is uh, Bruce from Michigan. Got a question to ask you. I've listened to all your podcasts on the iHeartRadio channel. And I think I might have either missed it or you haven't talked about it. I listened to you on my hour-long drive to work every day and on my hour-long drive home. I was wondering about uh, tax deductions. What do you guys, if you don't mind, you know, I mean, what deductions do you use? I know there are several that are available, but I'm not not sure, you know, if it's right. Which one's, which one's the right ones for, for eBayers to use? Anyway, I love your guys' show. Listen to it every week. Now that I can't listen to it every day. I do listen to it every day, actually, but listen to your new ones every week. And thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a good question. Like, yeah. when you start becoming a seller, where it's not just like you're selling some things out of your closet, right. where you're making, yeah, thousands of dollars. Right. It's all about... Deductions. Ex- deductions. And, and it's And it's not really like that... It's mysterious. Yeah. It's just really about keeping track of it. So number one, mileage. Mileage. That's mileage, a big mileage, one. mileage. Uh, so if you drive for your business right. in any sense. Go to a thrift store. You can write that off. Yeah. And it's like 50 cents a mile. Or yeah. Something. I mean, it's generally. It, it, it changes It changes every year. every year, but it's 50 cents a mile. Right. Um, number two, the cost of goods. Cost so, of goods. You know, if the you're purchase going price to of an item. Goodwill or an auction, you can write that stuff off. Now, right. people are like, well, if I bought a table lot of glassware, how do I write off, you know, well. You figure that out. Yeah. Figure out what makes sense. We've talked to our accountant and it's really about just having some kind of logic. So if someone were to ask you, right, like from the IRS, they could see if you've at least tried to put some kind of logic. Some kind of documentation. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, it's for us. Cost of goods are so cheap. Like, it's, it's so really low. not that big of a deal. Uh, the other thing is postage. Postage. So, yep. You write off postage. That's a big one. And, you know, you know like yep. everything that you send, yeah. even though someone paid me $10 to ship an item. Well, 
and also, I mean, this is weird because now eBay is kind of taking that out before they give you your profit. I'll have to see what the 1099 looks like when they give us a 1099 mm. at the end of the year. Because oh, yeah. are they are they just like, yeah, we didn't give you any money for postage, really. Like, right. we just it gave like you. It was like a pass-through. Yeah, yeah, it's like a pass-through. It's like with tax, you know, right. like sales tax. Um, so I don't know how that's going to work this year. But in the past, PayPal would be like, you made all this money. And I'm like, a big chunk of that was yeah. you giving me money to buy postage, which yep. here is, you know, my postage. So those tax. are the three big deductions. Yeah. I mean, another deduction I will say is a home business office deduction. So if you have a home office that's like, you know, 300 square feet and that's where your computer and your printer and your packing station is, you can deduct that percentage off your like home utilities and like you could write off either all of your internet costs or your part of them, you know, stuff like that. But again... I would suggest that you get an accountant. An accountant will help you answer this. Although some people like are very confident and they just do QuickBooks and they figure all this stuff out. But these are all – I just like to have a, a accountant have eyes on this because yeah. I don't want any red flags. Right. These home deductions, home office deduction can yeah, be weird. a bit of red flag. So um, Yeah, I think those are good. The other thing is I can think of any supplies that you buy. So shipping supplies. Bubble wrap. I poly mean, mailers, you know, people tape. Play, I mean, people play this game. If you buy a new computer, right, to for your eBay business, people write that off. Yeah. If you buy a camera, you write right. that off. Yeah. I mean, again, these are things if you, you can do. Use your phone. I mean, I don't know if you partially write that off or you right. write the whole thing off. Yeah. That would be a question for an accountant. Yeah. So. Um, our phones are so cheap. I'm just like, whatever yeah. <laughs> uh, on eBay, you know, but, yeah. um, uh, you know, stuff so. like that, uh, but. are good deductions. But, but again, it is, I find it very, very helpful to have an accountant to help you work through what deductions make sense for an eBay seller, <laughs> an yeah. online seller. Cause you're not going to be able to deduct all your mileage. Cause sometimes you go to the grocery store and sometimes you visit your friends, you know, whatever. But um, you should be keeping track of your right. business mileage. Or if I go on vacation right. to the Bahamas, but I, but I go to a thrift store, can I write off the entire trip? You know, Right, those, right. Those are those, those are kind of games that we start playing. But those are good questions to ask and start keeping track of. Because there are times where I have talked to other scavengers where at the end of the year they go, oh my gosh, I actually made a lot more money than I realized this year and I need to... Because I need I, and I didn't keep track of expenses because it's gross, right? Yeah, right, right. So, so how much did this all cost me to make this money? And I yeah. need to write off part of it so I don't get taxed on the whole thing. So it's a good thing to start start doing. Okay, that is it for the calls that people sent in. I hope everyone has been doing well. Uh, we are actually it's Sunday. We're we in are, the roaster building. We are the only place in town open on yes, a coffee shop. I know. Uh, so we are. Doing this podcast while getting texts from our partners saying, bring <laughs> us more milk, it. bring us more bread. So we've been going back and forth. It's good. It's I do want to say, I think it was last week we were suggesting to people when we shipped them coffee to do two pound coffee bags because you save on postage yeah. and also like it'll keep you going for several weeks yeah, and I mean, it's fresh. I feel like if you drink coffee, two pounds is a good amount. You like know? we go through two yeah. pounds. Like it's not a problem. Right. And you know what? On Monday morning, I was like, I have a lot of two-pound orders. I need to roast a lot of coffee. <laughs> and I will want to make a request. Our our partner, Phil, 
Yes. We get all, all these orders, and they're from, like... All over the country. Montana. And I'm, I'm like, these are scavengers. She's like, they, they, they might, might not, not be. be. If you order comics. <laughs> you better put a message in there. Put a, a message in. Say, There's, like, a special notes section. Say, hi, Phil. I'm a scavenger. Scavengers forever. <laughs> Seriously. Because, you know, there are people all over the country buying stuff, and I'm like... Yeah. These, I know they are. Plus, you look at their emails, and it's like thrifts, thrifting for you. Yeah. You're like, come on. He does. He, I just skeptical. don't think he understands <laughs> who this community is. Yeah, he just I'm doesn't like, believe that it's yeah. a real thing. So, so help us out. Yeah. Go to broadporchcoffee.com. That's a way to that's, s- support us is buying coffee. That's the best way you yourself. can support us yep. right now. Yep. And you get coffee in exchange. Yep. How awesome. Okay, this podcast is ending. Three, two, two one. one. Bye.